Hey everyone. So, you know, how do you know that you're changing? That um, the medicine is working. Well, <laughs> if you're doing ceremonies and stuff is coming out, you know it's working. Um, I have very powerful, kind of dark entities. I'm just going to call them parasites of the dark. I mean, I think they just move in when terror is there and you're quite diaphanous on arrival, right? You're just newly conscious or beginning to get conscious. So you're very diaphanous. You're, you're easy to penetrate with terror. And I, here's, a, here's a, a story about how how you kind of can recognize who you were and and what's changed and what you're becoming. So in this terror early on, um, I just built armor and I just froze, soul buggered off. And uh, we all have different strategies of survival. And one of mine was, well, I'm just going to, I have no choice, right? I've got to make these people work. But I never loved them. I was terrified of them. I was fearful, but I never loved them. Now, I never knew that, by the way, because I had so many obligations to play a role in that family to save and survive. And in a recent, um, it's very interesting. So I got a phone call very early in the morning. And usually, if it's very early in the morning, like, like, four or three in the morning or five. Um, and it was from Europe. I'm realizing, oh, wow, there's either an emergency, a serious emergency, or, you know, they've, they've, they've screwed up the time. They don't, you know, don't realize it's five hours earlier. And I got this phone call and I didn't answer because it was far too early, but it woke me up. And I started thinking, oh, my God, my mother's died um, oh shit, I have to go to Spain, oh fuck. And I had absolutely no feelings of care or love. And all I had was fear. Like, I've got to do this. I'm going to have to go to that funeral. And my whole body said, no, I don't want to go. There's nothing. It would be a complete falsehood to go. And then I have to deal with my siblings who, are, you know, again, I do not have necessarily a relationship with. And what was amazing to me, I mean, forget the, the phone call, but it was that the realization, and it was very honest, like, I just don't like her. I don't like her and I don't like him. And all I feel is obligation, but I have no feelings for them of any care or love and it just struck me because I was so integrated with them so cooked inside the cauldron of all their needs and so deeply threaded and now there's just kind of just honesty there's no 
requirement for pretending a person or making it okay and making it all right. It's like, oh, my feelings are real. And this is, this is what they are. And, and that's okay because I'm holy who I am. I don't have to pretend to be nice or pretend to, you know, like them or to pretend that they're a parent's. You know, they're finally um, and you know, it wasn't nice to feel that by the way. I didn't feel great feeling, but it's the truth. And I thought, well, if anything happens I should honor the her and it's like I you know you know, if you're doing ceremonies, you'll eventually if they're spirits, you know, you'll end up meeting them in ceremonies. There's really no need to go. But it was just that feeling of like this is my real feeling. I have no love for her. I have nothing other than obligation and fear. The first thing that came up was fear. I have to do this. You know, I'd be in trouble if I don't. And then I remembered early on just being in my bed alone and not really having anyone to care. And that feeling of just neglect and abandonment and not no one really knowing what the fuck was going on with me or really giving a shit. Only when I was useful to them. And that's how I can tell that the medicine has worked. Because when my father died, who was a perpetrator of all the trauma, a long time ago, it was about 12 years, 15, 20 years ago, I don't remember. The first thing I thought was, oh my God, I've got to make a speech. Like, I had to be a PR machine. Like, I had to keep up this pretense. And I hadn't really started on this path at all at that point. So, yeah, the medicine works. I was able to be... I mean, it was uncomfortable, no doubt about it. But it's the truth. I have absolutely no feeling for her at all. Like none. And yet I spent all these years in this lie about, oh, my family and the this and the that. And it was all a cover-up. And it was wrong to challenge them or to feel bad about. There was something wrong with me. And I see how everything has shifted. Like... Fuck, you know, I have no feelings other than, like, who is, like, I don't, there's nothing between us. There's no bond at all. It's just like it's quite shocking to me. And yet not, given what I've just had to live through the last five years of daily ceremonies of seeing the truth of these people. But the great, I think I say, sort of the great healing is I can feel exactly what the... And I've never, ever been able to feel the truth. It was literally like I was totally drowned. Like, they just drowned me with trauma. And I couldn't have any feeling that wasn't what the feeling that they wanted. Or there was a, you know... Potential. I had to put up with the. So I'm saying is that, in you know, in these events of severe trauma and abandonment, it's just like 
you have to put up with the abandonment and neglect and make it work. Like there's no other choice. But in fact, there is a choice. All right? But you don't know that if you're living in trauma. You don't know that. So, um, it's victorious to allow myself to feel the truth about these people. And therein lies the healing. Now, it might quite seem quite simple. It's like, what do you mean you can't feel what you feel? Well, you can't. In trauma, it's a wipeout if it's done early on. If it's severe trauma, you won't let yourself feel the truth of the events because if you do and you know the truth, you might fucking die or, you know, then you might really have a nervous breakdown. So it was very clever that, the, that everything was shut down in a way. I didn't fragment into 20 million people, which I could easily have done. A lot of people have suffered from abuse, fragment into different personalities. There are all sorts of ways that this thing works. Um, Um, so, that's, that's victory. And, and again, it wasn't even about a funeral and I didn't answer the phone call and, um, but the thought was, oh, my God, you know, this is happening in, you know, someone's called me from Spain. There's usually some catastrophe or something. So, and I could far, I could say, well, I don't want to go. I don't want to go because there's nothing there. There's nothing. There was nothing there. And I just, I recognized that it was all, I invented all of it to survive. And that the truth was, was I fucking hated them. And that there was complete abandonment and neglect and sexual abuse for money. And like now, I, like it, when you open your heart, you can feel like, ugh, you know. And it doesn't mean that you're a heartless person. It just means that in that relationship, there was nothing. Nothing was offered and nothing was, was returned. And in that emptiness... In that emptiness, you had to build something. I had to build a relationship. And my relationship was built out of, I need to take care of you and I'm obliged to do this and that's the only way I'm going to get a family and I can never challenge you guys because I'm too small and if I challenge you, there won't be a family. And nothing, everything was just shut down. And I can finally say... I don't like the woman. There's no relationship. There was no mother. I was the one taking care of her for the most part. And she just acted like him, you know, dungeon keepers. You have to do this because I say so. And all that <clears throat> apparent relationship was a, a lie. 
So, of course, there's disappointment. Like, oh, my God. And one of the first things I thought was, I'm never going to get a mother. <laughs> I was like, there never was one. I'm never going to get one. That opportunity passed me by. But I do get the whole universe, which is the medicine and the great mother that is the medicine. But no, there was never a mother. And no, there was never a family. And I haven't been able to see that until this whole healing journey started. And that to me is phenomenal. I mean, again, it's both sad and victorious. This is truly what I feel. No, I don't feel anything for you. Never did. You know, your whatever happens to you doesn't really affect me insofar as I wish I'd had a mother. I mean, I think the sadness is like, oh, shit, I never had a mother. And I see myself as a little child in a bed, alone without anybody comforting her for anything. No comforting for anything. So the cleaning doesn't, you know, you don't get a Chevrolet and it isn't necessarily a happy thing. It's just the cleaning. But it reveals the truth about everything. And it is like an antivirus, you know, thing that is in your system. It goes through your files. It goes through everything. It reveals everything. In the moment, I'm still attending to, you know, a few demons that writhe up. They're still here. They don't frighten me. I just want them cleaned out. Right, So I'm so used to being in this world now. It's like, you know, demons, whatever, dragons, it doesn't matter. Harry Potter, you know, whatever. It's all, I get it. It's not like, it's just another dimension. Things are happening in that dimension when you open up, not that woo-woo. But what is um, powerful as I emerge out of all of this horror show is the truth of the relationship and the growth is that no there was no parent and no there was no feeling the you know one of the first few ceremonies i was in i saw her like um you know the art class the first art class you get in liberal arts of uh you know statues and things that you study and it was the first statue they found of a woman fertility goddess and she's like this kind of distorted dystopian woman and she's got her tits by like her kneecaps and she's like this half kind of volcanic ash thing black encased and it's the first goddess they've ever found fertility goddess and found some cave somewhere but that's what rose up in a ceremony right in front of me like this huge sort of month thing it was huge and I was tiny and I couldn't get past it it just stood in my way. Again, you know, wrapped up in abuse of and or fulfilling somebody else's agenda or you know, not letting not allowing yourself to grow. I was stuck there. I had to look after her, I had to make her feel good. The same, you know, it was like, huh? So the feelings 
that are true are that. No love, obligation, fear of judgment, but no love. I mean, that's, that's what binds us together. That's what connects us. It's not. It's love. And to realize the absolute absence of it, I had no idea. I had no idea. And also, it's not your responsibility or anyone's responsibility to take care of somebody else, to, to live somebody else's life. It's not a quid pro quo as parents. It's you just give unconditionally. No, oh, I did this for you, therefore you do this for me. So, a zillion teachings. I think another one too is sort of in whatever your strategy is for trauma, um, there's a strategy. If, you've, if you're in a powerless place, you know, you've got to survive. And one of my strategies to survive horrific trauma was to keep inventing the person I was going to become, you know. Because in trauma, like in my instance, I was basically told, well, you're nothing, you know, until you do this, until you get into Cambridge, unless you're beautiful, unless you're making us money. It's all like conditions. Then, you know, there's nothing to love. There's no you here. And, of course, we believe that, right? So, um, oh, okay. So my brain, I was constantly figuring out, well, who am I going to become? Like, it needs to be big. It needs to be important. It needs to be... So I was always striving in my brain that, well, what I am is not it. Because a gardener gardens what's there, right? The seed arrives. You garden the beautiful flower, dandelion, the beautiful whatever. It's beautiful. It's nature, right? You don't try and tell the dandelion, listen, dandelion, look, you showed up, but I really don't want a dandelion that's just not going to work. Become a rose. Become anything but what you are. And that's also another part of this horrific trauma, apart from all the sexual abuse. So whatever your strategy is. So mine was oh, I'm going to somersault and to try to become, you know, king of the hill or whatever. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be an architect. I'm going to go. It's like it wasn't done from an outpouring of love and care and divinity. And No, it was like stampede. No, you wipe you out. You don't matter. I need you to show up in a way that helps me. And, you know, what you are just isn't going to work here. Wow. Okay. So your brain, my brain was always in this, well, what am I going to do? And nothing's ever worked because it was never real to me. I mean, I did it. Mediocre. I mean, it was good, but like, I wasn't like, I'm going to go climb the fucking mountaintop with this shit, right? But I could never allow myself to just say, well... Just be you. That works. Of course, I don't know what that is because I've never, you know, I didn't. You have to have the reflection of the gardener to grow into the dandelion, right? You could have the reflection, the loving, caring reflection. 
of the garden, of the sky and the sun and the sea, whatever, that is working with you to express the fullest expression of your being, right? That's it. But you're not contorting yourself to try to become a fucking rose when you're a dandelion. <laughs> so I've spent so many years trying to become the rose, or whatever you want to call it, the palm tree, instead of just saying, I'm a fucking dandelion. And that is fucking brilliant because everything comes from the universe and anything that comes from the universe is, you know, pretty A-OK with me. And, and that, that just became a big realization like, oh, I don't have to invent a new business or, wow, try to figure out what I need to become. How about just accepting who I am? So I've been very fortunate and privileged in the last five years with this ayahuasca to be extraordinarily connected to this medicine. You know, whether it's through ceremony, daily ceremonies, whether it's through my connection to the Shipibo. What does that mean? Well, that's the place I feel I'm my most truth. I mean, they have, you know, melted, dissolved, unwound the 10 zillion webs around me, literally uncooked me. So I can return to being who the fuck I am, who, you know, whatever. But what is most powerful is, no, that need to become, that need to, you know, climb that mountaintop as something else, that need to refuse yourself and become something else, that's got nothing to do with me. So what I realized is that everything that they did to me was a projection of their absolute hellhole. Right, if somebody shows up and says, okay, here's all my dirty laundry, you know, I'm gonna just put you in the washing machine with my dirty laundry. And you just get washed up in all their shit, right? I was thrown into that, this is nothing, I don't, I don't have a self-esteem issue. I don't have a, I'm a no one, you know, let me sell my kid issue. I, you're not born with these things. But you're cooked in them. You're cooked in other people's shit. And that's what's so insane about this medicine is it uncooks you from their shit. So no, I don't have to catapult myself into try to, you know, become a rose when I'm a fucking dandelion or a palm tree or, a, you know, whatever. An elephant. I'm a dandelion. Whatever you are is an outcome of the universe, and that's divine in itself. If you've shown up as a twig, so brilliant, right? Or a mouse, or a star, or a real estate agent in LA, that's it. But this constant reshaping, trying to fit in to the version of somebody else's dysfunction, because they haven't, you know, they have they're all their shit, right? Not mine. That too is like, oh, okay. I don't have to show up as a front or try to conjure up some way I'm going to become something that's important. That's like, that's not my problem. 
So all this magnificent cleansing is all the appearance of the you that lived inside the sewer of trauma. And it's a sewer. It's an injury. Wow. I have no feelings for that woman. She's my parent. Wow, that's, well, that's great. That's what I really feel. Wow, I can rage at the guy that sent me out to be sexually abused, finally. Wow, that's, that's who I am. It really is a coup d'etat. You're storming the Bastille of the terror of childhood. No, I don't want to feel obligated or obliged to anyone. Thank you very little. I don't. I just want to either care unconditionally or not. You know, it has to be a natural thing, an expression. Of course, always with good intention, always with care. But I never recognized how much I had been forced and tormented and sort of terrified by parents. They're supposed to love you, not terrify you. And yes, you know, I feel the most comfortable in connection to this medicine because I've been unwound from having to show up as a facade to cover up somebody else's shit. I didn't realize how deeply I'd been woven into this. So it's almost like you arrive to a war and there's no time to build. And if there's trauma, you're just, you get stuck with this trauma, you're frozen, you're paralyzed. And then it's the undoing. It's, and, and you're just frozen. You just become part of it. You thread up and you're in a war zone and you're you know, hiding under dead bodies so you don't get shot. And you know, you're dancing on coals and you know, trying to make the people that are holding you captive not kill you. And it's just, oh my God. Oh my God. And then you're shape-shifting to become someone and then you're trying to make them happy and is this it are you happy now am I going to die yet and it's just like it's it's just plugged in inside somebody else's energetic circuit that's got nothing to do with you but you're suffering all the consequences of their unfinished trauma do I care about it no I was forced to care about it but you're a child why are you carrying somebody else's trauma And why are you being cooked and built out of it? And where are you? You're not going to find this out with a religion or a fucking shrink. You have to go experience this connection to this universe, to yourself, through nature. We are nature after all. Nature has all the information. So, the universe is always sending us signs, events, moments for us to wake up. And, you know, in a daily ceremony, in the cleansing, when I'm just 
demons are literally coming up through me. I think one of the things they say in ayahuasca is that you become transparent. That's what she does. She clears you out. So you become so transparent so you can see, you know, like if you're... There's snow globes, right? All the snow settles and there, there, there is the truth. And the truth for me is that I have a thousand demons in me. Paras- and it, I call them energetic parasites that showed up when the terror was so huge as a child and I was blacked out in sexual, with sexual abuse. And they have to be removed. So I'll have to go allow myself to see, which, believe you me, is no, I'm not looking forward to, and relive the horror that happened in those... It was some underground place, I don't know. So what's interesting is the more... the more you release of your trauma... The more you, you release of your shadow and you let yourself face the shadow, the more you show up. I think there's an equation there somewhere. The more I address my darkness, the more powerful the coup, the storming of the Bastille, the taking away of these people that took over my throne. It's an eviction. They take your life over your home over. And then you can have the real feelings, which are, no, I don't love you. I never did. No, I don't have to become anything because I'm no longer under threat. I'm facing the fear. Now, if I'm under threat, I have to pretend a relationship into existence. If I'm under threat and I have no power, I'm going to fulfill your needs and you don't like the dandelion? Oh, shit, let me figure out. You want a rose? Okay, let me just go figure out how I'm going to do that. Let me just go climb a mountaintop for you so I can show up as the person that you need. Right? You're going to do all of that. And the more you confront the fear, I mean, the more I let these demons come up through me, literally shape, change my whole body the more I'm surfacing the less the fear I don't have to be afraid to say no there is no love there was no love I don't feel it I had my heart back I'm I'm not feeling anything for you other than obligation That's the truth. Why can I feel that? Because I've gone into the dark. I've worked enormously, tirelessly. And it's been the most challenging journey to go into this shadow, into this continent of sewer and see the horror. There's more to see, for God's sake. I haven't even... My journey's not even over in the sewer. Now I know I'm in the underworld. So, you know, the fear is if I confront them, I won't have parents. Well, you never had them if you're living in terror. (laughs) It's just not going to, it's not there. Um, And parents attend and love you. 
And remember, we're just meat bags of energy, so all sorts of dark energies are in meat bags. Pretending to play the role. And we are inhumane to each other in so many ways. I don't know why, but we are. And there's so much unprocessed trauma just floating around everywhere. And no, you can't cover this up with a Prada bag or a, you know, a great meal or a fabulous girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever it is. It doesn't... All this stuff is just sitting there waiting to be unearthed and to be healed. If you're in trauma, you're stuck. It's a paralysis. You're in another circuit of the universe. Energetically held together with absolute terror. And in that place, you have no power. I think one of the most powerful things is you get back your power. And the power, in my instance, is it's okay to be me. I don't have to become anything for anyone. I can feel what I feel honestly. I don't like this. I like that. I don't like that person. I like that person. Right? It's not like a Nirvana, oh, I love the universe and I want to embrace. No, it's like, no, I don't choose. Everybody has a right to be whoever they are, but I don't choose to be around that particular person. I just, it doesn't serve me. As opposed to, oh, I've got to, they're not nice, but I have got to make them nice. I have to invent them, which is what I grew up with. No one's really nice here, but I've got to make them nice. I've got to make them into victims or somehow repaint them. And what does that mean? That means I continue to leave myself in the dark and refuse myself in the name of you know, coloring around the lines of somebody else to make them work. Now I'm stuck. I'm living in a lie. I'm not connected. And I've abandoned my feelings in the hopes that if I just rebrand them, it'll work better. They, they're still, they still get to be the same people, even though however much I reproject my, my needs on them or the person that's not really there. So all of it's like unbelievably new, like, oh, all right. I don't have to invent a fabulous job where I'm, you know, running an empire. I don't want to fucking run an empire. <laughs> Thank you very little. I'm not into massive competition. Thank you. I don't really want to live there. And it's interesting because all of my strategies were the strategies of a man, which were his, because he was so weak and useless and irresponsible that he projected all his needs on me. But there were men's needs. I'm a woman, for fuck's sake. I don't, right? Not that we're not a bit of everything, but I'm a woman. Like, I don't want to go run a thousand miles and compete in 10,000 races and whatever, or become, it's like, I literally was, like, somebody put a net over me and said, like, no, I, you know, here's a list, 
of all the things I need for me. Now you go get them done for me. But I, I you know, or else. So I was just busy trying to create the person they needed and because there was so much terror. There was no one there, no one. And so as you were cleansed by this medicine, there's an arrival to you. Oh, okay. I really don't like this person. I don't care if there's my mother or or my brother. I don't like them. And that's okay. And I don't feel guilty. I just feel like obligation. But it's not love. Or no, I don't want to. I don't want to do this stuff anymore I've been doing for 100 years just to make someone happy. To fulfill their needs. I don't. Actually, I feel very connected to the medicine and I feel very happy living in this other dimension. Like I'm very, you know, it's an easy transition. And oh, I feel more connected to the medicine and to the Shapiba than I do to my own parents. Well, that's the truth. I, it's, you arrive to your truth. And it keeps revealing itself the more you face the terror and the fear and you show up. Again, if you've been dropped into a war zone, there's no showing up. There's just fucking survival. There's camouflage. There's shape-shifting. There's PR machines. There's bubble machines. There's just like, let me just fucking re-wallpaper hell because I'm in hell and that's the only thing that's going to work down here. Ain't no gardener showing up to water my little orchid. I'm going to get trampled here. There are fucking bulldozers and tanks and bombs and fucking hell down here. So you don't even know. No one showed up for you if you've been injured or traumatized. No one showed up. They're just trampled. But you don't know that because you have to survive. So... As you emerge out of the darkness and out of the sewer and you're cleansed by facing the truth of it all, so you regain the person that you've never known. I've never known my feelings, my real feelings. I can invent a lot of them. It's easy peasy. I can, oh, you need that to be that? Okay, good. And also, I think one of the other things is that you're looking out outward for yourself like well there must be a version of who I need to be out there someone must have it oh look that person over there it's like no you show up as who you are that's it nothing else figure out what that is and show up as it when I say figure it out it's you, if you're in the dark and you've been in hell you don't you, there are no mirrors in hell it's just hell it's just the dark So all of it is a sort of, it's a rebirthing in a way. I think of it like, you know, there was a massive volcanic blast and you got smothered in all the, the lava and you got hardened and stuck there and paralyzed by terror. And now you're allowing yourself to 
creep up and out of it. You're dusting it off. And I say you, but really it's the medicine. If you're connected to the medicine. So it's a slow reemergence. It's like nature. It's on its own time. It's not on your time. It's a dusting off. It's a, oh, okay. It's a learning to be comfortable in your own skin as you are. It shuts off all the the wiring that was required to live in trauma. Where you're camouflaged, you're hidden, you've disappeared, you don't, you know, you agree, you submit. Now it's like, fuck that. Right? I'm just going to feel what's true to me. Wow, that's a new feeling. Oh, I don't like that. Oh, I like that. I don't have to live in pretend anymore. I don't like you, yeah? That's fine. It's who you are. You have a right to be you. You have a right to feel. You have a right to show up in all your authenticity. And it is maybe completely different, certainly is for me, you know, on phones, on the whole, doing the whole CEO shit, you know, like 24-7. It's all bullshit. It was just a cover, right? I mean, better than alcohol or sticking a needle in my arm, but it was still another form of addiction or pretend or cover up or whatever you want to call it. Game playing or persona playing. The wound was still there. The trauma never went away. It just sat there waiting for me to show up. And it it did. It showed up after I was, you know, basically carpet bombed by a divorce. I was like, okay, something's wrong. Your authenticity. What does that mean? It means it's okay to be you. That's it. It doesn't matter. Not much else. It's just fucking brilliant to be you. To know where your boundaries are, to know what you feel, to know what you... To respect and value you. You're not... You know, on constant hot coals when it's just you're not enough. Just not enough. When you can take away the dumpster of somebody else's shit that doesn't belong to you. Somebody's bad self-esteem does not belong to me. I don't have to fix somebody's bad self-esteem. That's for them to fix, not for me. I don't have to live somebody else's fantasy of the world they want to live in. It's not my fantasy. I'm, I don't have to be a guy. Think like a guy. I'm not a guy. But again, all this stuff I had no knowledge of. I was just, it was just, you know, again, tanks just come rolling over your magnificent seeds. Dandelion, just that's it. They just don't give a shit. It's a stampede. You're out. So you don't know. All you know is terror and fear. So it's really like 
undoing. It's a cleansing, it's a dissolving, it's a seeing, it's a clarity, it's a... It's okay, I'm going to show up to anything I can. I mean, at this point, I could show up to my own death, for God's sake. I've seen so much shit. It's like, what the fuck? Okay, I'm going to die? Perfect. Okay, I'm, I'm ready. Nothing can hurt you, I realize. Nothing. And no feeling is final. You think it is, but it's not. You may have dark moments, high moments, low moments, pink moments, yellow moments, orange moments. But when you realize that, I mean, none of it can really kill you. I mean, I've had to see things that I wouldn't wish upon my enemy of what these filthy fucking cunts did to me as a child. It didn't kill me. It shut me down. It didn't kill me. So if you're willing to go into the, you know, the dark continent of your sewer, what you get back is your power. It's uncomfortable at first. I didn't know what my power was about. I didn't have no idea. I was like, oh, I'm not doing that now. I'm doing this. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that feels weird. Kind of new, kind of real, kind of authentic. And the universe shifts around you. You shift, the universe shifts. Your energy shifts. It's an energetic capture. And fear is the force field around that capture. If there's trauma. There's only one thing you need to do. Face that fear. Go into that coliseum and fight down the dark. That's it. Face it. It's not a self-help book. It's not like... It's an energetic place of seeing what happened. And again, I couldn't do this alone. Are you serious? This has only happened because I, you know, the ayahuasca, I have the privilege of having been allied by this incredible medicine. I mean, there's no way. I would, no way, no way, no way, no way, no way. I would have been shut down, still pretending feelings, still shape-shifting Still, oh, I'm going to run the world, you know, by the time I'm 150 or something. Who the fuck knows? Because I, I'm no one, right? So there are, this is what's amazing, that we have all this availability to these medicines, to the ability to enter into these other realms, at the grasp, you know, at the reach of our hand now, right? But it's not at the reach of our mental minds. I think that's the difference. I think many of us are still stuck in that old mentality of it's just got to be Excel sheet or science and that's the only way life is rationalized. And if you can't do that, then, you know, that's it. You're stuck. Well, you're not. You're not. You have to be stuck in anyone's realm. You can go discover 10 zillion ways to resolve this. And you will find the way if you are determined to heal. I think it's an insane, wonderful thing. And then, you know, do you die? Well, I'm still going to die, I figure. I don't know, perhaps I don't. I have no idea. And it doesn't really matter, actually. Honestly. This is actually the truth of it all. It's like I felt like I've been totally dissolved. Like, 
none of that matters. None of me really matters. I mean, of course I matter, but it's like, it's not that big a deal. It's all one thing anyway, so you're kind of like, whether you're ice or steam or water, you're still kind of in the fishbowl. And the thing about this medicine is like you realize you don't really have a lot of choice. <laughs> you think you do, but you don't really, especially if there's been trauma. I don't know how I got to this medicine. How the hell did I get here? I don't know. I got here. And I think of everybody that's died, 10 zillion, billion, willing people have died, 10 zillion, billion people will come after us or not, or perhaps there's an evolution. It's not my problem. The thing is that is to release and to let go and to let yourself dissolve. That's really it. What happens tomorrow? What happened yesterday? Well, what happened yesterday is very important if you want you need to know it so you can get out of it, right? That's why you have to go into the shadow. But I'm really... It's so funny because I really... I had to be important, right? That's like I had to be this person. I was just running from terror, from the trauma. And now it's like, nah, I don't really have to be anything. I just, just need to be me, you know. Just be here. Just cook a good meal. <laughs> it's like, you know, like not be in panic. Wow, that's just, that's heaven. I don't have to live everybody's crap. I don't have to fulfill their needs. Wow. That's really the power of returning home, of returning to the flow, of being who you are without terror, of rewiring, of reliving the trauma so you no longer have to carry it in the dark. Whatever you do afterwards, whether you swim with the whales or, you know, clean toilets on 42nd Street, it doesn't fucking matter. At the end of the day, you're here. You're feeling. You're clear. Your heart, your compass has been fixed. That's it. Your true north is back. Bye.